Blog Talk Radio.
Father God, I thank you for another night here on Prolific Fire, God. I thank you for everybody that's listening in on tonight, God. I thank you for everybody that's listening to the replay later, God. I thank you for everybody that's on the podcast, God. I thank you for everybody that's live right now. I thank you for everybody that's on Twitter, on Facebook, however you're listening in, whenever you're listening in. I give God praise for you on tonight, and I pray that you be blessed by the word that the Lord deposited in me for you tonight. And I ask, Father, that you sit me down tonight, God, and you use me to your benefit, however you see fit, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, everybody. I am your humble host, Providence Stacy. Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. And as I always say, I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you. Let's get right into it for tonight. I'm going to tell you up front, this word blessed me. It really blessed me. So I got mine, and I pray that you get something out of it too. Tonight, the two foundational texts I would like to talk from are Galatians, 5 and verse 14, Galatians 5 and 14 from the NIV. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. And Luke 6, verse 31, that's Luke 6, 31 from the CV. Treat others just as you want to be treated. There's Galatians 5.14, love your neighbor as yourself. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. And Luke 6.31 from the CV, treat others as you want to be treated. Both of these scriptures require that we first be in a healthy place emotionally with ourselves. I mean, how can you love your neighbor? If you don't first know how to love yourself. How can you love your neighbor if you don't first know how to love yourself? Somebody right now, the way your neighbor treats you is a direct is a direct reflection of how they feel about themselves. The way your neighbor treats you is a direct reflection of how they feel about themselves. Show them some grace. Show them some grace. Because they haven't learned what it means to love themselves yet. And many of you can relate. You're struggling to love yourself because the devil keeps bringing up your past. You're struggling to love yourself because the devil keeps bringing up your past. Beloved, you must remember that he is the accuser of the brethren. So that's what he does. He's going to accuse you. He's going to bring your past back up. And he's going to accuse you of still being that same person, of doing the same things, of thinking the same way. That's his job. That's what he does. But you know what, beloved? You are not your past. You are not your past. You are not your past, and no longer do you live in the past. You are not your past, and no longer do you live in the past. This reminds me of Lot's wife. You see, Lot's wife, in Genesis 19, she looked back and got turned into a pillar of salt. 
She looked back and got turned into a pillar of salt because her mind just just wouldn't release her from her past. She got turned into a pillar of salt because she looked back because her mind just wouldn't release her from the past. She looked back because in her mind she just couldn't accept that it was all a part of her past now. It was all behind her now, the place the people, the house she shared with her husband Lot. All of that was behind her now. The memories, both good and bad, it was all behind her. And she was just expected to move on without any any emotional residue. And she was expected to, to just move on. I know firsthand that women, we are not made like that to just move on. We are emotional. But she was expected to move on without any emotional residue. Emotional residue. God just dropped that word in my spirit. Emotional residue. God says many of you have emotional residue. Stuff left on your heart from people, places, and things that have happened. And it's affecting the way you feel about yourself. If you're honest, you got emotional residue on your heart from people, places, and things. And it's affecting the way you feel about yourself. So when in his word, God is telling you to love your neighbor as you love yourself. So in his word, when God is telling you to love your neighbor as you love yourself, many of you, And I used to be this person, too. Many of you, you have no idea what that even looks like for you and where to begin. God is telling you to love your neighbor as yourself, but here's the problem. You have no idea what that even looks like for you or where to begin. And then there's the other foundational text for tonight. There's that other scripture telling you to treat others just as you want to be treated. Luke 6 and 31 CV. Again, before you can be an example of how you want to be treated, before you can be an example of how you want to be treated, you must first you must first start treating yourself right in private. You, you first have to start treating yourself right in private. When there's no one watching, It's just you and God. Because how you treat yourself in private is a reflection of how you really feel about yourself. You see, anybody can put on a show in public. Anything you do in public can easily be for a show. And you know what? God is saying he's tired of you pretending. God is saying he's tired of you pretending to love yourself. Somebody let that sink in. God is saying he's he's tired of you pretending to love yourself, which makes it hard for you to genuinely, which makes it hard for you to genuinely, genuinely love others, including God himself. In Psalm 13, David kept asking God, how long? How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts 
and and day after day have sorrow in my heart. How long will my enemy triumph over me? Psalm 13, verse 1 and 2, NIV. But tonight, God sent me here on prolific fire to ask you. This question is this question is for you. How long? The question God sent me here to ask you is the same question that David was asking him. How long? How long are you going to keep pretending? How long are you going to keep pretending? People can't see the way you struggle within yourself, but God can. People can't see your inner struggle. They can't see how you struggle within yourself, but God can. Remember, 1 Samuel 16 and 7 says, man looks at your outer appearance, but God is looking at, God is paying attention to your heart. Because your heart is what is what matters. It's paying attention to your heart. Genuinely, genuinely loving yourself requires work. You see, genuinely loving yourself, for real, for real, genuinely loving yourself requires work. Work on loving yourself. That's the title of tonight's message. Work on loving yourself. Now, that may sound weird. Now, that might sound weird to some of you, but until you have been one that didn't love yourself, didn't treat yourself right, who are you to talk about the rest of us? And, again, I say us because I've been there. See, I've been there. I know what it's like to not see the value in the person that God made me. I know what it's like to not see the value in the person that God made you. I know what it's like to hold things that happened in the past against myself. I know what it's like to hold things that happened in the past against myself. And somebody, you're doing the exact same thing. You're holding things that happened in the past against yourself. That's why God sent me here tonight for you. Because you're holding things that happened in the past against yourself. Beloved, forgive yourself forgive yourself you are not the people or the place or the things that hurt you you are not the people or the place or the things that hurt you and so you don't ever and so you don't ever have to go there again mentally in your mind or in your emotions god says forgive yourself god says forgive yourself because a lot of what you remember had nothing to do with you. God says forgive yourself because a lot of what you remember had nothing to do with you. God says it's deeper than that. You might not never understand. On this side, on this side, there may be something that you take out of this world with you. You don't understand. You may not never understand until you get face to face. With the one that made you But God says it's deeper than that A lot of what you remember Has nothing to do with you It had nothing to do with you Therefore I bind that spirit of lost wife I bind that spirit of lost wife I bind that spirit that lost wife wife had I bind that spirit from coming up on you again Again after tonight From this night forward You will not continue to look back you will not continue to look back in Jesus' name, in Jesus' mighty matchless 
name. Your future is in front of you. Hear me. Your future is in front of you, not behind you. Think about this. You know I like to make you think on prolific fire, especially if you're not new to this ministry. You know I like to make you think. Think about this. What What good is it? What good is it to be fearfully and wonderfully made if you don't really believe that you are? See, that used to be me, too. I I know. What good is it to be fearfully and wonderfully made if you don't really believe that you are? Psalms 139, verse 14 from the NIV. That scripture has to become more than just words that sound good to you. That scripture has to mean more to you than just words that sound good to you. You have to understand that that scripture is talking about you. God wants you to understand that that scripture is talking about you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Does that mean you're perfect? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You're not perfect. You still have flaws. You still have faults in your personhood that the Father is willing to embrace. Or to forgive. If he was willing to embrace, if Jesus was willing to embrace a man that had leprosy, don't you think the Father will embrace you with your faults and your flaws? He already knows about the faults and the flaws in your personhood. And if there is something to forgive, don't you think he'll forgive you if forgiveness is needed? But you have to stop being so hard on yourself. Again, that was me, and sometimes, to be honest, it's still me being hard on myself. So we we both need to work on this part, but you have to stop being so hard on yourself, beating yourself up, beating yourself up over things that you have no power to change. But you have to stop being so hard on yourself, beating yourself up over things that you have no power to change. The devil didn't take anything from you that God didn't allow. You heard me right. The devil didn't take anything from you that God didn't allow. I told you I was going to make you think. I'm going to make you really, really, really think tonight. The devil didn't take anything from you that God didn't allow. God allowed Job's house to be attacked. God allowed Job's house to be attacked. He allowed his wealth and his health to be attacked. Now, here's the part I really want you to think about. What if I told you the same thing, that God allowed everything you've been through? What if I told you the same thing, that God allowed everything you've been through? Would that help you forgive yourself? Would that then, knowing that God allowed it, would that help you to forgive yourself? Remember in Romans 8 and 28, it says all things work together. For good of those that love the Lord You love him don't you Well you got to believe that everything Is working together It's a part, it's a part of his plan And his purpose The New Living Translation It's either the New Living Translation Or the Amplified Or maybe both Because I've been reading both lately But it says purpose and plan For Romans 8 and 28 Forgiving yourself is the first step to loving yourself. Forgiving yourself is the first step to loving yourself. 
It's the first step to loving yourself and loving others the same way that you love yourself in accordance with our foundational text. Forgiving yourself is the first step to loving yourself and others the same way that you love yourself. Forgiving yourself is the first step in learning to treat yourself right. If you really want to treat yourself right, the first thing that you must do for you, don't do it for them. If you know they dogged you out, that they did you wrong, that they did you dirty, that they hurt you, I'm not telling you to forgive them. This ain't about them tonight. This is about you. You forgive you for the way that you feel about you after having been a part of that, after having experienced that, after having lived through that. You lived through it. You ought to give God God glory because you lived through it. But the first step in all of it is forgiving yourself. Forgive yourself is the first step in learning to treat yourself right. It's the first step in showing others how to treat you. It's the first step in showing others how to treat you and treating them the same same as you would like to be treated. Again, in accordance with tonight's foundational text. You see, beloved, there's nothing wrong with loving yourself. That's not prideful. That's not arrogant. And it's, and it's really, really not selfish. You must love yourself. Loving yourself is a must. There's nothing wrong with loving yourself. There's nothing wrong with learning to treat yourself right. There's nothing wrong with being in a healthy place, a mature place emotionally with yourself. You got to get it right with yourself, within yourself, before you can reach out and really love someone else the way the Lord wants you to love them. You got to love you. Then you can attempt to love someone else and treat them right. Same healthy, mature place. But until until you get healthy emotionally and mature emotionally in a better place, you can't do it. But I declare that tonight you're going to get free. You're going to get delivered tonight. You can do it. Father God, help everybody under the sound of my voice. Tonight to forgive themselves Like I said It's not about the other person tonight It's about you Help them to forgive themselves Of their transgressions The way that you have forgiven their transgressions Help them to stop picking on themselves mentally Over a naive silly mistake Help them to stop picking on themselves Over naive silly mistakes Silly silly stuff That they have, have done been a part of. Help them to stop picking on themselves. Don't be your own worst enemy. Don't be a bully to your own self. Stop picking on yourself, somebody. Stop picking on yourself mentally. It ain't the things really that you do to yourself physically, somebody. But it's the things that you do to yourself mentally. The things that be going on in your head. Picking at yourself in the name of Jesus. Help them to start rehearsing in their mind words that were said and rethinking what it all meant. Remember, the Lord had me tell you that. But you remember, it wasn't even about that. A lot of what you remember, it wasn't even about that. It's deeper than that. So stop trying to rehearse it. Stop trying to figure out. What it all meant. Stop, stop rethinking. 
help them to stop overthinking. Somebody is you overthinking. You should stop all that and just embrace the embrace the person that you are now and realize that it all played a part in making making you. Father God, help them to see that it all played a part in helping them become the strong person that they are now. They are strong. They may not feel it, but they are strong. And they are fearfully and wonderfully made. Help them to see that. Help them to fall in love with the version of themselves that you created. And not them. And not the them that people have tried to label. Help them to fall in love with the version of themselves. The new version of of themselves that you created. And not the them that people have tried to label. But love, you are not. Hear me, you are not what they said, what they tried to label you as. Help them, Father, to see themselves through your eyes. Help them to stop looking at themselves through their own eyes and help them to see themselves through your eyes. Purify their eyes on tonight, God, so that they can see. Maybe then they will begin to understand why you sent Jesus to the cross to die for them. Maybe then they will understand that they are worth dying for. Maybe then they will understand that they are worth they are worth dying for. Mistakes and all, flaws and all, faults and all, sin, sin before it was forgiven and all. You are worth it. You are worth it. Somebody, you are you are worth it. You are all worth it. So love the person you see at the start of every day. You may have a lot of loved ones, a lot of siblings, a lot of a spouse or whatever, but the, the first person you're going to see every day is yourself. So I'm telling you tonight to learn how to love that person. Learn how to treat that person right. Learn how to love the person that you see at the start of every day. Love you. Don't wait for, for people to say they love you because their love can be shady. But so don't wait for people to say that they love you. Love yourself. Practice saying something nice about yourself every day. Practice saying something nice about yourself every day. Practice thinking on things that have proven to make you smile. Practice thinking on things that have proven to make you smile. One of the things that Lord told me to do just today, he told me to go to YouTube and subscribe to Jesse Duplantis YouTube channel. I know everybody knows who Jesse Duplantis is because if Jesse don't make you laugh, if he don't make you smile, I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with you. Because he's guaranteed to give you the word of God, but he's gonna give you laughter too. So I got to. I got to go to the YouTube and do the same for yourself. Find something that's gonna make you smile. Find something that's gonna make you laugh. Find something that is gonna make you. Release all that stuff that you're holding in and begin to let it go, to embrace yourself, the flaws and all. Embrace yourself. Yeah, you live through that. Thank God for it. Yeah, you went through that. Thank God for it. But don't dwell on it. That's the main point tonight. Don't dwell on it. Practice gift-giving with yourself. Practice gift-giving with yourself. No, it's not your birthday or Christmas, but it is your day. It's your day because 
Every day is a is a day that the Lord has given to you. So start treating yourself right, loving on yourself. Take time to discover what that looks like for you because everybody, for everybody, it don't look the same. Maybe you don't want to give yourself gifts. Maybe you want to take yourself on a walk. I'm not an outdoors person. So it's whatever it looks like for you. Love on you. Do something that you will enjoy. Love on you. Spend time with you. Spend time with God always. I'm always going to represent that. Spend time with God, but spend time with yourself too. There's nothing wrong with me time. It's not selfish. It's self-care. It's not selfish. It's self-care. So start treating yourself right, loving on yourself. Take time to discover what what that looks like for you because it looks different for everybody. Little steps in the right direction matter. Little steps in the right direction matter. But you can't get there. You know what? You can't get there if you don't start. You cannot get there if you don't start. If you don't try, the love, you must try. Work on loving yourself. Work on treating yourself right so that you can love others and treat others the same way. And in doing so, you will be fulfilling tonight's foundational text, both of those scriptures. Loving others, loving your neighbor as yourself, and treating others the way that you yourself would like to be treated. Somebody say amen. Somebody said, do it in the name of Jesus. Let's go. We got work to do, y'all. We can do it. You can ask Prophet Payne. I'm a lot better than I used to be. I'm a lot better than I used to be because I'm embracing the person that God made me to be. I love me. You got to get to that point where you say that you love you too. It ain't no easy road because I've been there. It was hard for me to say it at one point. But not anymore. I'm my biggest fan. And you know what else? On a scale of one through five, I'm one of my favorite female preachers. Yeah, I said it. I believe in the anointing that God put on my life. And I believe what he says to me. Why wouldn't I believe it? He said it. I didn't. I'm just repeating it. So I believe in it. And this word blessed me. That's why I kind of took my time with it. It blessed me. And I pray that you were blessed too. If this message blessed you and you want to reach out, you can do so by going to prolificfire.com and submitting your prayer request. Or if you don't have a prayer request, you can go in that same area on on, on the website where it says prayer request. But if you just got something you want to get off your chest and want to share with me, you can, instead of a prayer request, you can just begin to type whatever you're feeling, and I will respond back via email. And we can talk, and I can minister to you, pray with you, whatever you need. How about that? That sounds good. I hope to hear from some of you. Also, if you feel led to so only if you feel led to. If you don't, it's perfectly fine. If you feel led to sow, you can do so by going to the cash app. It's a ministry's name, the ministry's name, the dog symbol in front, prolific fire, P and prolific capital, the F and five capital written all together. 
Or you can use PayPal by going to paypal.me slash prolificfire. You can also give on the website if you desire to do so, prolificfire.com. Join my sister in ministry, Prophet's Pay, Friday night for Faith on the Line. It's a time of prayer and encouragement, Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific, by calling the same number that many of you called tonight, 347-426-3782, 347-426-3782. The phone lines will be open Friday night to take your prayer request. The Lord, Holy, the Lord, Holy Spirit led me some time ago to stop open the phone lines because I'm prolific fire. The subject matter is always deep, and he didn't want me to put anybody on the spot. So if you need me to minister to you, to pray with you, or you just got some things that you want to share and get off your chest, release it so that you can embrace the new you and start loving on you, go to the website and send me a note, send me a prayer request, whatever. Then join me. Back here on Prolific Fire, same night, time, and place, unless, unless otherwise stated. Keep a close eye on my social media pages for any changes. I, I might have to make some changes this month. I don't know that. We shall see, but just whatever social media page you are familiar with me from, check that page I will be posting. And if anything changes, I will let you know. If not, be back here, same night, time, and place for another word from the Lord on Prolific Fire. And if you don't know, the vision statement for Prolific Fire is Prolific Fire seeking to help you where you hurt, which simply means we deal with real issues using the Bible as a reference. Everybody have an awesome night in the Lord. I'm out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.